If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipangleshow, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktuned.com backslash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. To Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Gervais. I love that intro, always. <laughs> uh, we're at the uh, Chicago Auto Show in uh, McCormick Place, and uh, we've got a couple of guests with us here today. Yes, uh, we do. Yeah, we got uh, we got our friend Holly Heiser, and uh, she's hi. been on before. Hi, hey Holly. guys. And uh, we're joined with uh, Ken. Special and, guest. <laughs> we're joined with Ken Lingenfelter. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. This yeah. looks like fun. I'm anxious. We've, uh, <laughs> we're sitting around a bunch of your cars here, and uh, you're uh, you're showing some stuff off at the Chicago Dealers Association booth area. Actually, yeah. it's the uh, Greater Chicago Greater Chevy Chicago? Dealers okay. that uh, whose display we're in, and okay. uh, this is one of the few shows we get to put. Our cars on the main floor with yep. the OEM cars, so is it's this fun. like the biggest auto show? Do you know area wise? It's it's pretty big. This they call a it a consumer building. show. Okay. So this is a good show for people who want to come and buy cars, is what I'm told. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been showing cars here for I think seven years now. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What, what shows do you have your vehicles in? You know, really, other than this show, uh, a few times we've been able to get our cars in the Detroit show okay. on the main floor. We did this year in the Rob Report, but it's mostly a show for OEM cars. Yeah, and yeah. so, There's but, always a few tuner cars and uh, aftermarket you know, things in booths, but uh, there's more than I expected. I haven't been to the auto show here in a couple of years, even though I live 10 miles south. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, we came up here to mainly talk to you and do some uh, pictures of other things for our website and stuff but uh great yeah we wanted we wanted to uh, ask you about your background in uh, cars really you know how long have you been uh, playing with cars well you know i, I think truth be known uh, i was a car kid i was kind of born into it to yeah. be honest with you a lot of our family are, are racers and drag racers and road racers and such so um, but uh, my dad actually uh, was involved with a Fisher body plant in Euclid, Ohio. And okay. so when I was four or five years old, he'd come home, we'd have dinner, he'd take me back to the factory with him, and I'd be hanging out <laughs> with the cars there. Yeah. So it was uh, it was in my blood a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I think, to be honest with you, that uh, every car, I mean, I love them all, mm-hmm. is part of the problem. I'm a little <laughs> over the top. A, and you got a couple. Full of passion, but <laughs> yeah. the... Uh, but the car that really hooked me uh, is ten, uh, 10 years old. The 63 split window Corvette came out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that car just got me hook, line, and sinker. And, yeah. uh, and Beautiful car. What, what, oh, was, what was the color of the first one that you saw? It was silver. Silver? And yeah. guess what? The car in the collection is silver. Silver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a silver fuely and about the best one I could find yeah. in the country. So Very cool. Um, what uh, what kind of racing have you uh, done, and how do you enjoy cars? And you know, nowadays, uh, what... Uh, what do you do with your cars when you're not just driving to the grocery store and stuff? You know, back in the day, uh, you know, we had auto shop classes and things mm-hmm. like that. So I was very involved in that as a real young teenager, even before I could drive. And um, actually got uh, involved with drag racing at an yep. early age uh, to the point where I actually got kicked out of my high school. I got expelled from high school for drag racing really? right out in front of the school. Uh, <laughs> I had a 69, uh, 396, 375 Camaro. Okay. And, 
uh, and I got you have to cut me a little slack here because I was going uh, to Dearborn High School, and in Dearborn everybody works for Ford. Yeah. So here I'm the outcast <laughs> driving a Camaro to school every day, and it was only a matter shoot. of time till yeah. somebody challenged me. And I don't know what this one guy was thinking. He had a 302 Boss Mustang, and yeah. we got out, and it, after a lot of teasing and bullying, you know, mm. we ended up. Out on right in front of the school after school at two thirty. Doesn't one day. sound like the place to do it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> the most important thing was what was the outcome. Well, I smoked him. There you uh, go. Yeah, really See, good too. So and, completely worth it, right? And, and frankly, he should have known better. Yeah. Uh, but boy, did I get in trouble. What uh, year was the Mustang you were racing? Uh, about a seventy. Okay. Yeah, nineteen seventy. And yeah. uh, but I, we got in a lot of you trouble. You guys didn't have a frontage road along a highway somewhere. No, <laughs> well, we should have. But I think he thought he was going to show me up in front of everybody at school. Yeah. Believe me, two thirty. Everybody was out. Everybody, you know, mm-hmm. classes were over. They're all lined up along the drive yeah. and uh, to watch us race. And uh, so the you know, funniest thing goes, you know, he wanted to be my best friend after that, yeah. you know, <laughs> after I embarrassed him in front of everybody. See, if this was modern times, I'd end up on YouTube, right. you know, so yeah, there'd, be, there'd be a YouTube race. Yeah. And, and one, you know, probably probably the, uh, you know, the Mustang would have lost control and, like, slid up over Yeah, like curve. the cars and coffee sure. uh, pictures and videos you see nowadays. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but anyway, I, it, you know, I did eventually get back into school, thank goodness. And, yeah. uh, but, you know, that was at an early age. <clears throat> I continued to drag race. Uh, we used to call... Um, uh, autocross something different. It was Jim Conda or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, really? So you guys yeah. were using that back then? That's, oh, yeah, that's sure. interesting. We had a, you know, the the community college had a really big parking lot, so we'd autocross in there. I didn't call it autocross then, but uh, yeah. and so I got used to you know driving that also, and then was that you know, eventually was that did some road the racing. Car that you did your first autocross in? Yeah, actually okay. it was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in you know we were driving Camaros and things like that. I mean, they're yeah. not the best autocross cars back then. But, yeah, uh, out of the box they weren't. <laughs> but I had a Z28 that did pretty well against the other cars that were mm-hmm. out there. So, mm-hmm. but well, yeah, it was were, fun. Were there large fields back then? Were there like a lot of people that were actually coming out and, and driving at these events? I think with our group there was. Of course, there's a high population area. You know, yeah. this was in Dearborn, Michigan, and uh, you know there's a lot of people that really liked an opportunity to to you know test their car and. And this was a good place to do it. Was that uh, one of the sports car clubs in Michigan? Or? Yeah, actually what, it was. I what, think it was an SCCA okay. club that okay. put yeah, it There's on. a lot of, uh, in the Midwest, there's a whole, they call it the Midwest Council of Sports Car Clubs, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like a smaller sanctioning body, but it's a lot of different clubs that make that up. What was the track um, around back? Was it Waterford Hills? Was that still well, around then? Waterford or? was around. I, okay. I don't remember exactly when Waterford came into the picture, but... Uh, but we were just doing this in a parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, had, we put college. up, uh, you know, the cones just like they do yep. these days. And and there were a few guys that were really good at, you know, pacing out and yeah. setting up the track. So. What uh, what kind of background in, uh, since a lot of our listeners are track day guys and road racers, uh, what kind of track day stuff and uh, road course stuff have you ever done? Uh, you know, I've been to a lot of the road courses around the country. Yeah. I've been to Audubon Country Club great place if you yeah. guys don't have it on your bucket yeah. let's get it there uh, it's, we, we it's it out a couple times a year actually <laughs> all right okay great place yeah i was glad to see they have a display here yeah at, uh, yeah, at yeah the a bunch show. of cars yeah and then uh there's a i have a house in the desert in uh, california in la quinta mm-hmm. and the new track the thermal out there yeah, yeah. out by palm springs yeah amazing amazing track cool. um but uh, Pahrump, uh the uh, spring mountain track mm-hmm. another really really good track i've yep. been out there a whole bunch of times and uh and you know, I, I be honest with you, I feel like I get a little better every time I get out until I get into an actual race, and then I realize yeah. that guy's a whole lot better than me. So, when did you you know do your first track day or, or comp school, or how did how did that progression go for you? I, you know, I wish I could tell you. I, you know, I'm 62 now, and so it was a long time ago when yeah. we got started with this stuff. And of course, it's been amazing how many 
uh, facilities have been built since then. Yeah, yeah. A lot of tracks in life, even the last 15 years. I mean, if I were younger, I'd be taking advantage of all of them, and I think I'd have a lot more fun and be a much better driver yeah. today. So. That's what we talk about a lot. It's it's a lot more accessible now than it used to be. Yeah. And there's just so many different variety of, of events and, you know, places that you can go. Yeah, I, you know, time is the problem. I mean, I'm I'm challenged mm. from the standpoint. We're always brand building and getting around the country with our race cars yep. and such. So I'm, I did 160,000 flight miles last year. Oh, and so, And uh, Holly was giving me a little bit of... A, trouble but for not getting out to gingerman a little bit more and, uh, <laughs> i gotta get that on my agenda because it's yeah. too much fun yeah holly said she's driven uh, with your wife too yeah, um, yeah. Kristen so, loves racing what uh, what's your go-to track cars uh, in the family nowadays well she's got a brand new z06 okay yellow okay. z06 Those don't and, suck. Uh, so good. yeah that, and <laughs> she's also been out there with her zr1 camaro okay. and uh, it's got about 700 and some odd horsepower also so uh those are pretty pretty good go-to cars yeah. so yeah. but have you ever done any real wheel-to-wheel racing with any uh, sanctioned bodies? Or? Yeah, it was a long time ago okay. in my younger days. But, yeah. again, time is the issue. I mean, if you're going to get good yeah. at anything, you've got to do it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I just haven't had the time to do that. Cool. So, um, Your drag racing background, uh, I kind of started drag racing, you know, when I was 18. Um, what kind of uh, cars did you play with uh, when you were doing the quarter mile? You know, all General Motors cars. Yeah. Uh, it's always been, and, and frankly, in the performance company, that's all we work on is General Motors cars. Yep. Yep. But uh, Camaro mostly, some Corvette. Okay. Uh, and, you know, back in the muscle car days, that's the time I was a teenager, and there were some great cars yeah. that we could get out on the track and really enjoy. If tire so. and suspension technology had been better back then, those cars would have been almost as quick as the really wild oh, stuff no nowadays. no question about it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, so. you're, you're on nearly rock-hard tires as your best bet back then. But. Right. Well, launching some of these new cars with all the horsepower is, mm-hmm. is a handful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it takes some extra talent, and yeah. it can be done, but you're coming out of the gate a whole lot faster than you used to. <laughs> what, uh, what's your fastest car on display here today in the quarter You know, it, it'll be interesting because we this the silver Camaro, Gen 6 Camaro that we brought, this is the first actual supercharged Gen 6. And, uh, the very first one? Very first one. Really? The only one in the country, too. Okay. Nobody we, has put a blower on one yet? It, it's just the, this is it. This cool. is the first one. And uh, the reason that happened is because we had a lot of talent and a lot of time put into the uh, LT1 engine because yeah. of the Corvette work we do. Yeah. And so when Magnuson came to us with their supercharger and said, let's get this done, yeah. uh, we went to work right away at it. And, you know, being first in our business is really important. So uh, we got the supercharger on and we had some engineering challenges. We got through and ran it on the dyno. It's making about 630 horsepower. Wow. Wow. Uh, and uh, I'm dying to get it on the track. I mean, yeah. it's just now done. We got it all put together and it's uh, very road capable. Yeah. It's got great manners. How do you like uh, the new chassis on the new Camaro versus the uh, the, the older? Going, yeah. yeah. The new Camaro is much more nimble. I hear uh, everything is better suspension wise. I'm truly impressed, yeah. and and that's one of the things that helps make us great is the fact that we've had great products from General Motors. Uh, I mean, they're building an amazing car right now. Yeah. And uh, and this car is more nimble. It's lighter. It's tight. Yeah. Uh, it's got a really good feel to it. I'm I'm dying to get it on the track. Yeah. Maybe I ought to get out to Gingerman, Holly, with it. What do you I think? I think you better, yeah. I think you better bring it out there and yeah. uh, try it out yeah. before Kristen does. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably beat me out there. <laughs> so. um, the uh, What do you guys do uh, suspension-wise to any of your, uh, your We haven't cars? touched it yet. No, no, yeah. yeah. no. Okay. It I looks mean, lower it, than I would imagine it would be. No, that's actually just those the, forge lines that are on there the, that make it look... 
that's what's okay. really done it. Yeah. The tires are a little bigger. Yeah. So it has the look of being a little lower, but that's it's the standard uh, the standard suspension. I'm I'm sure we'll have some things we can do and impress it with, but uh, to make it a little more impressive. But uh, so far so good. It's yeah. a fun car. The, good looking too. They're 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 not ugly at all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the the company. What's your biggest uh, selling products nowadays? You know, um, we do more supercharging probably than yeah. anything else. That there was a time when we did a lot of twin turbos and turbocharging, yeah. but that's uh, you know it's not as efficient and right. more expensive. And uh, superchargers are efficient. They don't affect the drivability of the cars all that much. I like to tell our customers that really doesn't change the gas mileage all that much either. But the sound of the supercharger uh, so, yeah, makes so you uh, want to put your foot in it more often so you can hear it. So, <laughs> the the modern superchargers versus the older Eaton stuff uh, from ten years ago, uh, so much more efficient. Yeah. Um, are you do you mainly use Magnus and stuff nowadays? Yeah. Or? No, actually, we're just as uh, happy with uh, the Elderbrock things we do okay. too. Oh yeah. yeah. Both those companies are companies that you know built superchargers to put in regular cars yeah and so as a result uh you know it's uh very efficient um you know we don't do anything with uh cats have got to be on all our cars mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we follow the rules and uh so these superchargers help us get all that done yeah i think from you know having a high performance car that you can drive every day you know, if you're going to go with some sort of force induction, the supercharger is really, it just, it seems more reliable and it's not as finicky. There's, you know, you can get in it, you can drive it like a normal car right. instead of having to, you know, really worry about it. So Right. And when you put your foot in it, you feel it and you hear it. And yeah. 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 The, the like. noise is pretty cool. It, noise is yeah. great. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, your collection, uh, the Lingefelter collection, how many cars do you have nowadays in there? Well, I'm almost afraid to admit because I think uh, some people think I need psychiatric help. But uh, but there's 250 cars totally oh in the collection. Wow. We keep about 190 in the facility yeah. to kind of show for the charity events we do, and it's about 30% muscle cars and about 30% exotics, okay. and the rest are Corvettes and uh, and Lingenfelder race cars. Yeah. Okay. So now how do you when you're building the collection? How do you do? You kind of pick each car yourself, and you're like, you know what? I I've kind of always liked this car. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, kind of like I mean, your sixty-three split window. Yeah, it's yeah. the theme is cars I like, yeah. and it just happened to be more General Motors because I'm a GM guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but the exotics, I mean, there's a LaFerrari there, there's a Bugatti Veyron, and a Lamborghini Raventon, and an okay. F40, and so I, I really like the exotic cars too. But uh, what's been the hardest car to track down, or or a car that still eludes you a little bit? But I'd have to think about that a little bit because, I, you know, what's interesting is uh, for guys like me, I mean, I'm on eBay every day. <laughs> and there, there are sites like Bring a Trailer yeah, yeah. and Barn Finds. Yeah. I spend way too much time looking yeah. at those. You know, and and, uh, I'm not even in the market, and I spend too much time looking at those. And, and sometimes it leads me down trails that, like, I didn't even think that I, I would. Uh, boy, we're, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly the way I feel. Well, and well, I, hopefully Ken, Ken's not looking at old Toyota all-track wagons yeah. like Austin's. <laughs> but, hey, that's cool if he is. I'm not, but I'm not afraid to admit to you guys. I, last week on eBay, bought an 83 Ford Mercury, excuse me, Capri. Mercury. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're gone. Nobody can find yep. them anymore. They're yeah. all rusted away. Or they're turned into lemons cars, 24-hour lemons cars. Yeah, and, and I <laughs> found one. There's a few one. of those out there. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet, because it's <laughs> yeah. on its way back from Virginia. We'll get it next week. That's and a I know car. it has some needs. What? 
But well, that's not the same Capri, like the generation that was sold in Europe, was it? No. That was, okay. No, the, actually, they're Fox Body. Okay. Fox Body okay. cars. So yeah. it looks like a Fox Body Mustang. They're a little, a little bit rounder different. in the back and stuff, right? Rounder in the back, yeah. a little cooler on the front, yeah. got scoop on the hood. Uh, is that the first year for that? It is. Yeah, because yeah. was the, the Mustang first year of the Fox Body 83 or 84? 83. Okay. Yeah. I've always been kind of a f- closet Fox Body Mustang uh, lover because they're such. I mean, you can buy them for nothing now, and oh, you yeah. can put anything on them. You well, can order and, everything. And, and they're actually right. taking hold. I mean, their yeah. prices have risen on them. They're, yeah. I think, a pretty good pretty good investment. If you can yeah. find one that hasn't been too hot-rotted. Yeah, that's uh, because, the hard part, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing about all those parts being available and such was such that uh, people would get them and just tear into them. And, yeah, you can uh, call up Summit, spend a couple grand, and do anything you want to the car. Easily, yeah. Um, they're 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 kind of a cool Lego style car, you know. Everybody makes something for it. They all fit together. Once again, one of the things that hooked me on those cars is the sound. That 5.0 yeah. Mustang, the noise that thing made right out of the factory. Mm-hmm. I, I have daydreams of caging one uh, and a custom double wishbone suspension and making it a kind of a NASCAR sounding track rat with a Chevy small block. We had to do with like a Fairmont though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a little more useful. We'd put more tires in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, but seriously, I mean, I, there, some of the things that I really like, I mean, we've got, you know, I told you about the collection now. We've got that in two buildings, and, and the one building have got cars in it that I don't usually take people over to show because okay. I, I don't know if I want them to realize how wild my tastes run. Yeah. So what's the, uh, that's, what's that's the, the side of the collection that I'd want to see. Like yeah. everybody what's else, what's the weirdest thing? Yeah. Like the fault they have at uh, at the Peterson, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's not stuff you really want to show off, but <laughs> still pretty cool, I yeah. think. Anyway, so what's the weirdest, most obscure thing that's uh, in the collection nowadays? Well, boy, again, you're that making you me admit, admit it. I, and, I don't mind. No, there, there's a there's a Corvette in there called the Calabistra. It's a C3 Corvette. And do you guys remember the movie? Um, uh, Superfly or Shaft? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the guy who built those Eldorados uh-huh. is named Jeff Dunham, and Jeff built 50 Calabistra Corvettes. Okay. So if you can remember those Eldorados, you can imagine what this thing looks like. It's got mm-hmm. the big fenders and the big Rolls Royce grill. And, uh, it's got to be atrocious. It's very atrocious. That makes it so great. But that's that. right. There's about two left, and I've got one of them. And, yeah. uh it stands out in the collection, yeah. and uh, but more often than not, someone will come over to me and kind of lead me over to the car and put their arm around me and ask me what I was smoking or drinking <laughs> when I bought that car. So, How late at night was it when you found that on eBay, right? Yeah, I, you know. Um, but you know, I just I just had the ultimate car guy through the collection, Jeff uh, uh, Jeff um, uh, Bruce Meyer, excuse me, yeah. from uh, uh, from Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and he was walking through with Bruce Canapa and. We walked by it, and he says, oh, my God, you've got a Calabistra. <laughs> and I thought, redeemed, you know? Yeah. Someone else knows how cool yeah. this car is. I feel like it, it kind of goes on like a bell curve, you know? Like, at the far edges of things, like, the there's car guys out there that just, like, something can be so rare. There's weirdos right? like us just, that love yeah. old crappy Hondas, and then there's guys like him that love weird Corvettes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the opposite side of the bell curve. I, I've, actually been weir- I've actually been concerned. We have a couple of guys that take care of the collection for me. And uh, my taste runs so wild that I feel like one of these days they're going to do some kind of intervention on me and take me away somewhere to get some psychiatric help. Do you have any uh, of the strange, like, 1970s show cars, like Big Daddy Roth stuff? Or? No, but, you know, there's a place, yeah. you yeah. know, in my heart for those. I liked looking at them. I, uh, 
And I've got, come close to buying a couple of George Bears cars okay. over the days. They it just ran one through um, the auction at Scottsdale. It was Farrah Fawcett's Corvette. Oh, I've heard oh, of that. Oh, yeah, one. I saw yeah. It. yeah. And it was in horrible shape. I mean, yeah. it was just somebody put it in a barn and it rotted away. But had that thing been in a little better shape, uh, I would have bought it. Do you do, uh, do you do full restorations, and do you have a team no. that works on that stuff? Or you know, I've got a few guys. We if we can do, we do minor stuff, but restoration okay. is really expensive. Oh, yeah. And I've just always bought the absolute best mm. example I can find of a car, okay. so that we don't have to do that. And and paint work is really expensive, also. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now I might have defied logic, but this Capri. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, you could just uh, take but, that to Mako or something. Yeah, but. maybe. <laughs> so as a, as a station wagon guy, I have to ask if you have any, like, cool station wagons in the collection. Oh, my gosh. Yeah? Uh, yeah I've got some cool station wagons. We just did a show with uh, Barry McGuire, yeah. uh, Car Crazy, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with a Vista Cruiser wagon that I bought in uh, 1970. Is it green? Uh, it's green. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, it, it's <laughs> yes. been all over the place. And, and what we did was we turned it into a 442, so it's got oh, the nice. scoops in the hood. Yeah. Very cool. Bucket seats, four-speed, mm-hmm. put a supercharged LS3 engine in it. And we actually raced it in the Optima <laughs> Ultimate Streetcar. Oh, that was your race. car? That was our car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And, uh, but Barry fell in love with it. We did the show, and at one point he said, you know, you really are car crazy. And uh, <laughs> But we ended the show doing a smoky burnout in it uh, nice. through the parking lot. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Holly and I are both wagon people. My my favorite yeah. car here right now is actually a station wagon, so it's well, done. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got a problem. Austin, we are identical on that, and, and that's not the only wagon. I mean, we've got a, a 69 Chevelle wagon that was turned into a Yanko. It's what oh, wow. Don Yanko would have built had he done it. It's 427. I think I might have uh, seen so that was, in a magazine somewhere. Was that, done, was that done more recently, or was that done like no, back done when the car ago. was out? Okay. Yeah. And, and we've got a 72 wow. Le Mans wagon that was converted to a Judge. So it's got the honeycomb mm-hmm. wheels and the Judge striping. That's and, cool. And, uh, and then, you know, Hot Rod Power Tour is a big deal for us. So we've mm-hmm. got two wagons, two big Impala wagons from like, uh, I think it's like an 05, 06 no, I'm sorry. It's a 96. 90s, yeah. 96. Like the big, like, SS. Like, 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 hauling some yep. cars along, but it's that's just pure fun. It's getting bigger and bigger every year, too. They had, I think, 5,000 long haulers. Unbelievable. Last wow. year. And then you go to each town, you know, and everybody brings their hot rods yep. from everywhere and such. Yeah, so. when I was a kid, I went to, I think, the second or third power tour was in the Midwest, and I was probably 12, 13 in my day, and it was stopping the town next to us, and I, uh, I had... I had my hot rod magazine. I got a bunch of magazine guys to sign it. Oh, very it cool! Was, uh, it was kind of a, a memorable day for me. But Excellent. I would love to do a long haul someday in it. But yeah, I believe me. When it's over, yeah. you're done. But yeah, you know, it. it's a it's a lot. We did. We had a '54 Chevy, a sedan delivery, uh, that had been kind of hot rodded up, and uh, mm-hmm. we did the long haul in that, and it got a ton of attention. Everybody loved it, and it had a you know Lingenfelder badging all mm-hmm. over it. But um, we forget about how those cars are really not that good in, snow- in rainstorms, excuse me. And uh, so we had a real big rainstorm that we had to drive that thing through. Oh, and man. 
The wipers couldn't keep the windshield clear. Yeah. And it was a handful. I always love the pictures in the magazine of the, you know the guy in the uh, supercharged something thirty two Ford, no roof, and it's pouring rain, and they got a big smile on their face. Yeah, and sure. It, it, it's a cool event. It's just a cool thing to do. I yeah. I love it. Look yeah. forward to it every year. What uh, what's your go to driver car? If uh, you, you said you daily drive a. Uh, uh, a high horsepower SUV, but yeah, uh, if, yeah. if you're not driving the uh, the Escalade, what are you driving? <clears throat> well, actually, the Z06 that I've got here, this white car okay. that's behind us here, is my daily driver. If I want to get into a sports car or something cool, and yeah. uh, it's uh, got our Stage One performance package on it, so it's mm-hmm. making about 720 horsepower. Wow. And it's a blast to drive. LS motors are just they have so much potential. Yeah. They're the best. It, <laughs> yeah, and I mean. Chevy's done a really good job with the new Corvette, too. So what, what's, in your opinion, you know, having a lot of experience with them, what's the biggest improvement that was made over the, you know, the old C6 chassis? So the, the chassis, boy, I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of handling uh, um, things that you can, buttons you can turn to help you through it. And, and I was just telling Holly a little while ago, I mean, I used to turn them all off, but they're so good these days yeah. that, you know, it's kind of fun to leave them on and makes you a better driver. I think anyway. In a di- so. Yeah, in a different aspect. Yeah, if, right. If you, yeah. if you're not totally ham-fisted, uh, you could probably really use some of those features. Oh, there's no question yeah. about it. Yeah, I, I did have uh, uh, our first C7 up at the Grattan track okay. and really pushed it a little hard there. That was the first time I'd really tried the new assist. What, what do you think of that track? Like having to been <clears throat> to a lot of other tracks in the country, what do you think of Grattan? It's good. It's fun. Yeah. you know, there's some blind areas. I always like that. Apparently, sure. the, the story is the guy that owned it and designed it just had a couple beers one night and went out and drove <laughs> around in the field with a tractor. And when you're driving that track. You kind of realize yeah. that, yeah, that's probably about uh, what happened. It, you know, when you say that, it, it, I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but it's got a pretty good straightaway. Yeah, and, it's, uh, that's actually yeah. a really long straightaway long for around that? here. Uh, I don't know. It's probably at least three thousand feet. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's probably it's similar long. to the new Gingerman straightaway. Right? I think it's longer than <laughs> yeah. that. So, and it goes into a pretty fast, pretty fast like turn one. Yeah, so. that, and that is, and you know, I love to take our twin turbos out there because you know, obviously, you come off the last corner into that straightaway and you hit it on the twin turbos, and it just yeah, it's like launching in a jet, you know, it's very <laughs> literally, cool. yeah. Yeah, and one yeah. of these faster cars, you know, coming up out by the tree, going over the jump, you know, you could probably be carrying some pretty decent speed through there, and yeah. some of your cars, we we drive slow cars, so it's you know, foot to the floor, but I think you have to be a little bit more judgmental with uh, <laughs> with the type of cars that you yeah. you drive. Uh, there's plenty of fun to be had, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What's your favorite uh, road course that you've uh, experienced? Well, it was years ago, but Laguna Seca. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't. How do you How do you compare that to any mm-hmm. other track? I guess around the now, country. When you went there, um, you know, the first time, was it in the the current configuration that it is now, or was it where you know pretty much you go through turn two and then you go up the hill? No, it was when you go up turn two and go up the hill. Okay, so the yeah. old configuration. And, yeah, and. Uh, and the fun thing about it is when we were dealing with early superchargers, uh, in fact, we've got a videotape of us being out there in a Corvette, a C5 Corvette, and, you know, a lot of other sports cars are out there, and, of course, they were built to handle a little better, and so they'd pass us in the cars and everything else. we get on this straightaway, we just smoke them. <laughs> and in those days, the superchargers made a really loud whining noise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the videotape we've got, it just makes you laugh because we just go by everybody on that straightaway. Especially uh, having all that extra power going up the hill at Laguna Seca, too. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that, that helped a lot. That's a big, lot. long hill. It is, uh, but it's a blast. Yeah. You know, the unfortunate part is the noise people now yeah. 
are yeah. all out there making sure that nobody violates their noise rules. Yeah, it's a pretty the, strict, uh, what is it, 96 decibels, I think? 98, maybe? Yeah, no, I don't low. know. Right. I don't know. Some weekends are like 100-something. Yep. It's all silliness to me. I mean, yeah. just, it's a racetrack for Pete's yeah. sake. You know, come on, get over it, you know? Well, especially yeah, when so. you move in next to the track after it's already built right, and expect right. things to be quiet. Yeah. Come on. You yeah. Know? Really? <laughs> so. Yeah, a friend of ours uh, lives right by Road Atlanta, uh, Johnny. And yeah. he said one of his neighbors, like within hundreds of feet of Road Atlanta, one of his neighbors moves in and starts complaining about the track in uh -huh. this brand new subdivision. Right. The track's been there since what the '60s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, go that figure, happens. right? Yeah. What's uh, uh, what's that new track that's being built in Detroit? Um, do you know anything about uh, that? It's called M1. Okay. It's a mile and a half. It's not really a race track. More like a um, test circuit, yeah, I guess. I I mean, a mile and a half is not really very long. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's a great. It will be a great way for the car community to get together. There'll be a lot of events out there. The car condo uh, setup that they are doing there sounds very cool. Yeah, they're yeah. Gar they're garages. They're yeah. not really overnight yep. stay places. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's a good concept. The the like the general manager is a, a race car driver, so I think they'll put together some really good events out yeah. there. And and I've been sitting on the advisory board on the thing since the beginning, and okay. so you know we're trying to help them along a little bit. Sales are good. Um, so, you know, obviously, until you get out there, uh, you don't know how it's going to go. But look at what happened with Autobahn Country Club. I mean, yeah, it's just a pretty well. yeah. really cool outfit and a lot of car guys and a lot yep. of fun. So what's interesting yeah. about that one is, though, that it's it's like right in town, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool. Yeah. Like on a lunch break, you can just yeah, run across town. Nice. You don't have to, you know, make a trek out of like for Autobahn. It'd be, you know. 55 minutes out of Chicago to, yeah, to get true. there. Yeah, yeah. So. There's still something cool about the fact they did that, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. We, we, uh, we put a big event on there last year, and it, it's, a, it's a fun track to even run an event at. The staff is great, and it's a The facilities are gorgeous, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We have an event coming up there this year where we're using all three configurations of the track, too, so... Should well, be uh, should be kind of fun. I, you know, anything and everything that has to do mm -hmm. with racing or tracks or anything else yeah. i'm all there yeah. believe me so we'll uh, we'll have holly give you all the info on our grid life events yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, you know i'm gonna make a commitment to holly right here i'm gonna get out there this year to Ginger all right Land. you know yeah. we'll get out there and have some fun i think Fantastic. you should we, yeah we've got a, a couple events coming up this year too that uh we'd love to have you at i'd love to be there believe what's, me what's so. your uh, favorite event uh, of the last few years that you've taken part in as far as cars, boy, you know, you know I, I really love racing in the Sandhills Open Road Challenge up in Nebraska. Yeah, and cool. I know that may sound weird, but it's a 27-mile road that they close mm -hmm. for us racers, and it is truly an open road race. Uh, you race 27 miles, they make a breakfast for you, and then at the high school, and you turn around and race yeah. the 27 miles back. What, wow. what car do you do that in? Uh, typically a ZR1 Corvette. Okay. Okay. I've got a, one of our guys built me, it's got about 725 rear wheel horsepower, and there are places on that road you can do 200 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. And, oh my uh, and I want to be able to do it if, I, if I've got Is the Is that power. similar to like the Silver State Challenge? Or? Very similar. Okay. Uh, including the fact that uh, if you're not careful, you an animal can run right out mm -hmm. in front of you, and you know, we... I didn't have this happen to me, but uh, a couple of years ago, a guy had a couple of deer run across the road in front of him at Man. 150 miles an hour plus. And, Ooh. you know, you just think about the possible outcome if you yep. had an encounter with one of those. That wouldn't be so good. No, not mm -hmm. at all. Yep. I mean, heck, even just going regular regular interstate speeds, right. but doing twice that speed. I had a friend once. Uh, he was into the A2 Jettas, the second-generation Jettas, uh, and him and his buddy were going too fast on the highway in college. 
and about 110, 115. One of them was about 100 feet behind the other guy. The guy in the front had a deer run out in front of him. Oh my god. And goodness. the deer came all the way up to the fire, like it pushed the front end all the way up to the firewall. And the guy in the second car was completely sprayed with blood from the deer. I mean, oh it gets gosh. horrific when you when you when you <laughs> yeah. make uh, you know Swiss cheese of a deer at 100 miles an oh, hour. What kind of safety yeah. equipment are required in those cars for well, that? Well, we've got a roll event. cage. I, I won't okay. risk. I won't yeah. go out there without a roll cage. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, the, I'm assuming like full fire suit and you know yep. Hans device yep. and yep. And they do a tech on the cars, and then you know before you launch, they make sure your belts are tight. And yeah. They do everything they so can. So it's a real race. This isn't. It, it, uh, it truly is. Yeah. This got is a navigator with you. One of the things about it is that you're doing. You're going it with a time and you have to pick your time and so you've got to be careful i mean they, they don't allow any slowing down the last you know <laughs> stop 50 feet yeah, before the finish line and sit for certain mean, seconds you got to go straight at it because yeah. you'll they'll cool. dui if you <laughs> if you uh don't do it so. so they need to do another event like that but they need to time you while you're eating your breakfast yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you know and then you have to turn around and go back kind of yeah. like i think there's like a, a crispy cream run there where you, you in north carolina yeah. where you you run like Two and a half miles and have to eat ten donuts and then run oh, that two and a half terrible. miles back. That wouldn't <laughs> work for me. Everybody's falling over with cramps about a yeah. quarter mile in. Yeah. So as far as the, the new GM vehicles go, I mean what's what's kind of the most exciting thing in the lineup for you? that's well, been announced I, in maybe the past year. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously this new Camaro is pretty cool. The second yeah. Camaro we've got here is uh, the red one. It's uh, it's naturally aspirated. We did heads and cam work on it. It's making about 600 horsepower. It's oh, a manual wow. car. Oh, my gosh. First car with a uh, uh, coarse exhaust. I'm dying to hear that's it at high levels. But these cars we've just finished, so I've got almost mm -hmm. no seat time in them. And as soon as the weather starts to break up in Michigan, I'll be out yeah. and, and uh, having some fun in them. But, you know, the Corvette is... Amazing. Yeah. Z06 is amazing. Yeah. C7 is amazing. And mm -hmm. we're having a lot of fun with all those. It was so. great. Just, you know, two weekends ago, <clears throat> they had, or I guess, maybe not two weekends ago, but there was the, the 24-hour Daytona. Oh, yeah. And, you know, seeing, seeing the two cars come across the line. Yeah. Cool? Yeah, yeah, watching the last, like, 12 minutes of that yeah, race that where they were the battling. It was, the race. it was an How actual battle. Was the two yellow yeah, Corvettes were, that was the best show of the whole race. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. So. I agree. I, I enjoyed that also. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Corvettes in my blood, too. So, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the '63 split window—that uh, that's a good one to get hooked on. Uh, I, you know, I still—if I walk through the collection, if I'm in a bad day or a tough day, I can mm -hmm. walk up to that car and it, the angle to look at it is, mm -hmm. you know, like off to one side from yeah, the, the back. Yeah, the three-quarter view from the back. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's one of the best-looking cars now, of all time. Are there any other cars in the collection that you bought purely for? Uh, well, not purely, but you bought because they hold some sort of sentimental value, like that car did? Yeah, I mean, for example, I my first car was a '67 442 Oldsmobile. And I looked long and hard to find as close a car as I could. It was uh, fawn beige, not real great color, but yeah. uh, but I and I actually found one at Bear Jackson a couple of years ago, and I bought that. So okay. that's cool. My my dad was very involved. Uh, he was uh, with Fisher Body General Motors, mm -hmm. and uh, very involved with um, the development of the old Tornado back in '66. Yeah. So I've the got front a front wheel drive monster, yeah, man. There you go. Four fifty five. Four fifty five. Yeah. So I I have one of those, and it's about the best example you could ever find. It's just a it's really a pretty good, good looking car. car too. Yeah, they really aren't bad looking. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even realize it, but they in 1970 they built a GT version really? of the old Tornado, and so I I found one of those, and that's in the collection too. So those have got sentimental value. But I think that's the drivetrain that GM built an RV around, also front wheel drive RV. I'm not point. sure, really? but I, I, I think it's a I think it's Tornado drivetrain. It yeah. was uh, it was you know it's news motor, breaking man. technology. Yeah. I mean the front wheel drive. There's so many things about that car that were firsts. Yeah, you know, and uh, pretty cool. Yeah, so.
Do you have any other like goofy stuff like minivans or anything in the collection? Or no, maybe not minivans, but like full size vans. From I've been back looking in the real day. hard at forty Conoline pickups. Yeah. You remember the, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, you know, the, I remember when I was a red wagon and yeah. uh, when I was a kid, I remember seeing one that had been modified for go-kart racing. Really? It had like a, a slide down side. You know, it I had a side sold, ramp. I think they sold them They like sold that. them like yeah. that? Yeah, they actually oh, really? did. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, those yeah. are very cool. Uh, yeah, it was some side steps or something. I can't remember. but uh, one of the, like, I think little... it just came out the driver's side, right, the ramp. Right, right. It was, this it was really cool. But yeah, totally unique concept yeah, it was, for a vehicle. When I was in like elementary school, they had those like 200-word mm-hmm. books that had tons of pictures and yep. stuff like that. And one of them was of like go-karts or minibikes. and. You know, it had one of those. I was like, that's really cool. It is cool. Is there, is there anything weird that you're looking for right now for the collection? Oh, boy. Jeez, I have to think about that for just a little bit. I, it, it probably <laughs> doesn't happen until I'm looking at eBay, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I'm so over the top of that stuff. You know, I, interestingly enough, there were some cars that were built. I mean, I like the, the Volkswagen Coronado. Uh, yeah. I think that's the way you pronounced it. Corrado? Uh, Corrado, Corrado, excuse Corrado, me. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse yeah, they came me. with a G60 um, supercharged four-cylinder and yeah, a VR6, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't find them, yeah, you know, yeah. but if I ever cro- come across one of those, I had the experience of driving one back in the day. They're very quick and nimble mm-hmm. and and uh, for what they were, and they did make a supercharged yeah, version of it. Yeah, the G60 supercharged was a fun so I'll, motor. I'll find one of those at some point, maybe. And, uh, Do you have any, like, old uh, air-cooled Volkswagens or anything? Uh, or? Not Volkswagens, no. no. Okay. I mean, they're cool for attention in the collection. Yeah. Keep in mind that... You know, when we have a an event at the collection, we're looking for people to come in and look at something that they wouldn't normally see. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of my excuses to justify <laughs> something weird. But uh, have, you, have you ever gotten into any of, like, the the Japanese vehicles at all? That, yeah, obviously, they're getting a lot of attention these yeah, days. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, I've, you know, we were talking about S2000s before yeah. we started this, and they're pretty cool. They were fun cars to yeah. drive. I know, like, and, uh, 240Zs have been going up in value, yeah. pretty decent amount, Datsun 510s. The uh, Toyota Supra yeah. has mm-hmm. really gone through the roof. And I tried to buy one at Bear Jackson a couple of weeks ago and got outbid. Oh, yeah? Uh, and it had almost 200,000 miles on it. Wow. Uh, and I didn't even in, realize cars like that went to Bear Jackson. Yeah. But. <laughs> sold in the 30s. Really? With 200,000 miles? Yeah. My aunt wow. has one, actually. It's a 93 and a half, like the first, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. first, first you know, run of them. Is Such she a want to sell car. it? Uh, she <laughs> might. She's had it. She's had it since '94. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's the super with a big wing on the yeah, back. Yeah, the big wings, twin turbocharged, six speed. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's sweet. Man, your family's got some cool rigs, man. <laughs> you and better, before, you before better that, grab that one. Yeah, uh, I, I'd want to, but my my cousin's actually a Toyota technician, and I okay. think he'll uh, he'll end up with it. Yeah. Before okay. that, they had a Celica Alltrack. Which was really oh, cool. All those are neat too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's no, it's no Corolla all-track wagon, no, but <laughs> no. Yeah, they're getting some attention too. Yep. Yeah, they really are. So, so there's, there's just, it seems like for some reason across the board, society is just very interested in cars now yeah. and older cars. Not, I mean, people are still going to be interested in new cars. Yeah, there but is a right. lot of niche markets like the Porsche and like you know the Supra. Yeah. And, and they're skyrocketing in value. And I don't, I don't know if it's just people our age that yeah. you know grew up wanting certain cars. Maybe not the muscle cars as much, yeah, but the more the cars from the eighties and nineties. Money now. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> think you hit on it. It is the age group. Yeah. I, I you know, I really believe that because I know what's happened to me. I'm interested in cars that. Uh, you know, from my teenage years yep. and such. I mean, it's just cars I always wanted and I got to try to have. We've got a 73 Grand Am Pontiac in the collection. It's got a four-speed, and uh, it gets so much attention because they're just gone. They're, they aren't around anywhere anymore. Yeah. And uh, it had a kind of an interesting roof line on that car and such. And so I'm, and one of the things I think helps the collection is that the cars I like, I think a lot of other people like too. Yeah. And... Uh, 
but I'm always yeah. looking for new interesting you, things. You do seem like you have a wide and varied taste. So uh, I need to wide, talk to my uncle. Yeah, my uncle wide, like, varied, and maybe a little wild yeah, at yeah. times. That's perfect. So, the, wi- the wild part is what makes it there's and something varied. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never would have done that Vista Cruiser wagon. Yeah. You know, I mean, and. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody likes what we did uh, kind of helps me again rationalize some yeah. of my. You have any trucks insaneness. in your collection? Any what? Any trucks? Yeah, you know we've got. Uh, you know, remember the SSR? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chevy. Yeah. We did a whole bunch of those things through the performance company. We supercharged them, mm-hmm. and so I've got the ultimate supercharged SSR, and we've run that down the drag strip a few times. What, and, what uh, color is it? Is it like black. yellow or black? Okay. Black. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was a good color for that uh, truck back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. But lots of fun. Yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, the collection, uh, where do people go to see it online and stuff? Uh, you know, it's uh, the LingenfelderCollection.com. That's what I thought. Uh, there's some pictures. There's a lot of YouTube. A lot of people have come in and filmed it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, on our Facebook page, there's a block right in the center uh, that says Lingenfelder Collection. It shows a row of Corvettes, and if you hit that, that block, it'll give you like a 30-second uh, video of, okay. uh, of the collection. So, Yeah, really but, cool that you uh, let the public uh, check out your toy box. I think it's just so cool. Well, it, uh, what, would, what would it be like to have all those great cars and not share them? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. a shame that would be. And I know there are a lot of people that do that. They just keep them to themselves. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we thought a long time ago it would work for charity fundraisers, and it's worked real well that way. So. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason to have them too, you know. Yeah, another yeah. excuse. Yeah, right? great, great. Yeah. You got to justify the collection, you know. <laughs> you got to justify the yeah. Rolls Royce crew for yeah. that. Better, better buy this; you'll never see yeah. another yeah. one. I, I've used them all. Yeah. Actually, if you guys ever have got a spot where you are trying to justify a purchase, give me a call. I will help you over that hump. <laughs> the ultimate enabler, huh? That's right. Yeah, and that's and I've cool. done them all, and I've used them all. You, you've got um, a book of excuses, I There you go. Right. right. And reverse <laughs> is true, too. Yeah. If you're on the edge, you don't want to buy it. Don't call me. Because <laughs> it'll be in your garage. Well, yeah. was I, I was talking to somebody, and they had friends that were like that, and they would encourage them just to buy the car so that they could drive it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah be like, yeah, you, you should buy it because I want to be able to drive it at yeah, one where point. Where else <laughs> am I going to get to experience that? You should totally buy that uh, yeah. 84 Rabbit for no reason. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Or, or a Corolla right. All-Track yeah. Wagon. Corolla All-Track Wagon that you want to fly to Portland to buy. Pure fun, though. I can encourage yeah. it. Yeah. I can encourage it. Now, do you do any, like, big road trips or anything? Or have you done any big road trips in the past just on a whim, just kind of, like, hop in the car and go? You know, I'd like to, but yeah. the time is just the yeah. biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got a lot of very fun events we go to. I do a lot of concourses and races. And you going to uh, be at Amelia Island? Uh, I am going to be at Amelia okay. Island. I haven't missed that show in ages. It's yeah. on the permanent list. I'm actually going to be down at uh, Boca Raton okay. uh, next weekend. And uh, so I'll be down there for that. And uh, first time I've been to that event. Uh, the uh, Pebble Beach thing always conflicts with the dream cruise we have in Detroit. So yeah, I the Woodward dream almost cruise, never yeah. get a chance to get to Pebble Beach. I used to go all the time. But uh, but Amelia Island is one of my favorite events. Yeah, and, my parents and, actually live down there, so I've, I've been going for a while. It's it's nice. It's a great, great event. The Ritz is beautiful. The yeah. grounds are beautiful. Uh, but I've got things that are permanently on my calendar. The Indy 500, I've been... I've, I've done 35 of those in a row here. This oh, really? This is the 100th year oh, wow. of the running of the Indy 500. I yeah. can't miss that. Yeah. Would never miss that. My son last year decided he was going to get married on the day before the 500. How and, did you allow that? And you still uh, made it, right? I, I told him, I said, what were you thinking? And he said, well, Dad, you know, you know, the event will be there. He says, then we can do a brunch or something next morning. I said, you can do the brunch. I'm going to the 500. Yeah. 
So well, I was at least you there. Got your priorities in line. He understood, you yeah. know. And I was yeah. there for the wedding and did all the fatherly things you needed to do. But the next morning, I was at the 500. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us here at the show. That's great. Um, Thank was, you. Uh, it was an yeah. honor to meet you. Yeah, it was so, a lot of fun. Uh, and I enjoyed I'm the sure conversation you'll run into too. Austin and all the various events yeah, he's going uh, to this I'll year. I'll be around. Yeah. yeah he puts a lot of miles on his wagon. Yeah. And but, we're actually we're going to go talk to uh, one of your sponsored drivers, Danny Pop, next week. Oh, so when I'm in Cincinnati. Amazing driver. Yeah. Amazing driver. So you know he won the overall event for the Optima oh, thing yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our and, buddy Andy uh, actually got second. Great. Yeah, so, cool. yeah, and that was a that was a good battle. It, so was, it was a great close. Yeah. yeah, very close. And Danny's a very competitive driver, yeah. let me tell you. He's, he's done a wonderful job, and we're really pleased he's mm-hmm. driven for Lingenfelder. So. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, and he's, he's a good person, too. You're you know, right. He's got a great personality, so he represents your brand very well. I've been in the car a couple of times with Danny, and the one thing that always amazes you, me you is... You got back in? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I feel like I'm a pretty good driver, and I get in the car with him, and then there are places where, you know, I'd be lifting, and he's got his foot fully in the accelerator, <laughs> so I know he's... I got a ways to go. Yeah. The next level. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, guys. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, and uh, yeah, where uh, what's your, what's the best place for people to check out Lingenfelder performance products? Uh, Lingenfelder.com. Okay. Nice and easy. Yep. And I'm Kenneth Lingenfelder, so Lingenfelder.com. So it's really easy to reach we, me. We too. do have uh, a lot of C C5 vets tend to be kind of popular with our uh, track day crowd. Yeah, so they're they're a good value. Yeah, really good value. Go especially some, go great buy some parts, value. guys. Yeah. Well, and frankly, <laughs> Danny won uh, the whole event in Las Vegas with yeah. a C5 Corvette. Yeah. So. But Pretty impressive little cars. So. They are. They're a lot of fun. Cool. Well, enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. And uh, your battle back to Michigan in the snow, probably. Yeah, I hope <laughs> not. We'll see. So, thanks, guys. Right, thanks. Cool. And now for this week's Speed Secret with Ross Bentley. So, a while ago, I was talking to a friend who's a, um, uh, he plays guitar a lot, and he was taking lessons, and, and the his guitar instructor was telling him that he should hold the pressure on the strings with a three pressure. So meaning, you know, from a scale of one to 10, 10 being like this, um, you should have about a three pressure. And he said, he also takes a lot of golf lessons. And he said, a lot of golf instructors um, talk about the same kind of thing as that you hold the club with about a three pressure or something like that. So it got me thinking about the, you know, the, the death grip I see on steering wheels a lot of time from a lot of drivers. And so if you think about that is you want a three pressure on the wheel. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being that death grip, three being the, you know, you're holding on to it, but you're not, you're not gripping it like, like a death grip. Um, that's a pretty good target, I think. So three pressure on the wheel. Try that next time. For more on Ross and Speed Secrets, you can visit speedsecrets.com.